0: Well, I guess because uh, winter finally arrived in February. Uh, for those of you who weren't here, December and January was not like winter. It was more like spring or fall. But I guess since winter's finally arrived, I've had a lot of images of the desert come to mind lately. And as I mentioned last week, when I was a young child, I, I grew up in the desert and I just loved it. And there was something about the sand, the cacti, the sky, the rocks, the rugged elements that just totally entranced me in fact still do. But one thing I really liked about the desert was to watch hawks fly overhead. Hawks are astonishing, incredible beings of character, beauty, and and elegance. When I saw a hawk in the desert, I would close my eyes and I would imagine what it must be like to fly at fast speeds, up and down over gullies and cliffs, riding warm, dusty thermals to catch a good view of everything below. Yes, I used to love to imagine what it would be like to be a hawk. I guess when I was a young boy, I used to imagine all kinds of things as there was so much to ponder, so much to question, so much to to dream about. And while it's cliche, kids do indeed seem to dream a lot more than we who are big people. Children dream about adventures But yes, children grow up and sometimes settle for last blend in, eventually put up walls not only between themselves and others, but between themselves and what they've always wanted from life. But I believe, and scripture tells us, that God does not want us to give up being childlike in our dreams, wherever we are in life. That God indeed wants us to see each day as a new day in which we're invited to dream of new possibilities entertain new paths, and take steps toward living more fully, vibrantly, and with a sense of purpose, that each day is indeed a new day in which we can make the choice to follow Jesus and the adventure, the amazing adventure he has in mind for us, that each day is certainly an opportunity to live with an earth-shaking life full of compassion for other people, compassion for ourselves, and with a profound devotion and love of God. But sometimes we give up on the idea that every day is a new day. Sometimes our zest for making a difference in the lives of others wanes. Sometimes our energy to entertain new ideas fades. Sometimes our willingness to throw ideas around like tossing paint on a canvas diminishes. Now, I don't believe these things happen to us because we are bad or lazy or narrow-minded. Rather, I think we sometimes stop dreaming or being open to new things due to the weight of responsibilities or just because we're too tired to try and do anything more than we already have on our plates. As I think about all this, however, I believe that you and I, regardless of where we are in life, every day is indeed a new day full and ripe possibilities, that God absolutely wants us to continue to dream and to put our dreams into action, that each day we are giving an astonishing, astonishing chance to make a difference, a huge difference in the life of the person right in front of us. And as a person of faith, as a Christ follower, I believe the place to getting, the path to getting to such a place is to follow Jesus more fully, more completely, and with more commitment. God, I believe, calls us to keep our eyes on Jesus and to follow him, for it is Jesus who will open our eyes, open up brand new ways of living we've never thought of and create opportunities to make a difference. That's why there is that great line in Scripture that we often forget. Christ came to set us free. came to set us free, not to tie us down, not to hold us back, not to bind us, but to set us free and to live freely with zest and passion and a sense of purpose. So if this is so, if Christ came to set us free, if Christ came to, to lead us on a grand adventure in life in so many different ways, if Christ came to open up the possibility that every day is a new op- has new possibilities and new options, the question is, so how do we follow him? And then the good news is, in, is that in Mark's gospel, Jesus lays out some things for us to think about when it comes to following him. And so I want to take a look at what Jesus says in Mark's gospel and in fact to reflect on a few points, four points in fact that Jesus makes about how is it that we open up our lives to him, how is it that we move to a place where every day is a new beginning. Well first a little bit of background, it had been a busy time for Jesus, he'd fed 4,000 people with loaves and bread and some fish, he had a boat ride across the Sea of Galilee, he'd been harassed by religious leaders and his disciples were squabbling over minutia, he would healed a blind man and now he was walking and it's here as he's walking along that we run into this morning's reading and in verses 31 and 32 it reads and Jesus began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. Well, Jesus here is obviously not only talking about his death and resurrection, but he says something very important for all of us to pay attention to. He says, in fact, that he is and will be rejected by those who are most religious. He will be rejected by those who are most established and most set in their ways. In other words... Those who did not expect anything new in their life, those who did not expect anything new in their understanding of God, those who were not open, those whose faith was much more like a fluffy couch, were those who not only rejected Jesus, but in fact would kill him. Said another way, the most religious people, the people who were most established in their way of being religious, did not expect anything new from God. And so they missed out on who Jesus was. And they rejected him completely. And I believe, and I've seen it in my own life, that if we are not careful, we too can be like those religious leaders who rejected Jesus and did not follow him because we were not open to him. Now, for those of you who have children, as parents, we all have expectations for our children, I hope. But if we try and raise our children to meet our personal expectations and only our expectations for what they will become, we can destroy them. And if we only relate to our children based on what we expect of them, we won't come to know them at all. Instead, we will know only an image and a false image of that. To truly know our children, we have to be open to who they are as they reveal themselves to us. And it's exactly like that with God. If we just try and have a relationship with God based on what we expect and our long-held preconceptions, the sad thing is we won't come to know God at all. We won't be open to what God might be doing in a new way in our life. Jesus is making the point that if we want to follow him, if we really want our lives to be a grand adventure, if we want our life to be about being a faithful follower of Jesus, Then we need to expect the unexpected, embrace the unexpected, unlike those that are very set in their ways with their relationship with God. God's doing new things all the time, breaks the mold, engages in surprises. I mean, here are just some very minor examples, but God breaks the mold all the time. It's why the way Christians worship changes. Hymns that are now traditional were considered radical departures from the norm when they first came out, people had a fit. It's why they're new and different versions of the Bible so we encounter the living word of God in a different way that brings about newness. It's why Christian writers come up with new ways of thinking about how Christ is acting in the world. It's why opportunities come along in our lives we never thought of, why some doors close and others open. We need to pay attention. It's why sometimes things happen that at first we're not at all happy about, but in the end we see it's a great blessing. It's why certain people enter our lives, others leave. God is a God of Total surprises. And if we want each day to be a new adventure and to be open to possibilities, we need to be open to Christ and the newness and the adventures that He's leading us on. So, some questions to think about. Do we believe we know God so well there's no room for God to do something totally unexpected in our lives? Are we willing to see God? Are we willing to see Jesus in new ways to learn things about Christ that may not fit what we've known to date? Are we open to the point of getting out of our comfort range when it comes to our relationship with God? Or are we stuck? As I said, if we want to follow Christ, if we want a vibrant faith, if we want to have new beginnings each and every day, then it helps if we are open to the unexpected with God. Aside from expecting the unexpected, Jesus speaks of a second and third way ingredient of what it means to follow Him. And in verse 34, Jesus says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Well, first, the denial part. What does denying oneself mean? Does it mean self flagellation? Does it mean having no fun? Does it mean not laughing? Does it, not mean, does it mean not enjoying life? Does it mean to continually seek deprivation and hide in a dark hole with nobody around? It reminds me, I think I've shared this before, but 25, 26 years ago when I was going to seminary, Regina said, oh my God, you're going to have to lose your sense of humor. I mean, is that what self-denial is all about? No, I do not think that's what Jesus is getting at. And a writer, far better than me, writes about this and puts it this way. Her name's Carolyn Lewis, and she writes this, and I adapted it very slightly. She said, I have to say, deny yourself has always been problematic for me. It rubs against my belief that says, who I am matters. Who I am matters to God. And Jesus says to deny who I am and all the gifts that he's given me? No, thank you. I've worked really hard to be me, and I'm not giving that up. So she goes on to write, so what was Jesus getting at? And I think she's spot on. Jesus was talking about a denial of going about life by ourselves. To deny the autonomous, secured, safe, enclosed life that is based entirely on self instead of inner relationships with other people. To deny self means to deny the self that does not want to be part of community. to deny self that thinks it can survive on its own. to deny the self that rejects the deep need for other people. And she goes on, I believe when Jesus said, deny yourself, it's an invitation to imagine that yourself, needs other people desperately and intimately because God created us to belong. It's embracing the truth that we cannot live in this world, we cannot live our lives without yourself being in relationship with other people and most importantly with Jesus. I believe when we know fundamentally we need other people, we become less judgmental, less hard, less angry, less bitter, more humble, open, kind, knowing that every human being needs the other person, that every human being has a mighty struggle going on somewhere in life. And so part of following Jesus is knowing how much we need each other, and it is about understanding as people of faith that Jesus is the foundation of who we are because we are only because he is. Said another way, I am only because Jesus is. That's when we deny ourselves. And when we're grounded in the person of Christ, who's always on the road, moving, creating, it is then that we are set free for new beginnings and new opportunities. Jesus is continually opening up things. And so we deny our autonomous selves, and we see ourselves as intimately connected with other people and fundamentally dependent upon Christ. We get over ourselves, and we're open to the new. Then there's the cross and picking up our cross and following Jesus. The cross was used to kill criminals in those days. We know that. We know now it's a symbol for Jesus, for suffering, for sacrifice, for a willingness to be on the margin to go against the flow. So is Jesus in this verse saying, if you want to follow me, have somebody nail you up on a tree? No. But I do believe he's saying, if you want to follow me, if you want your life to be an amazing adventure you're going to have to intentionally take on things that may cost you or may require sacrifice or may put you out of the mainstream to be different. When we choose to follow Jesus, if we're serious about it, there is no question that we will sometimes get into things that are not easy and countercultural. There's no question about it. If we're not going against the grain sometimes, not going against the culture, not encountering tough stuff, then maybe we need to be taking our following Jesus more seriously. And the crosses we each will take on will be different. For some, perhaps the cross you're going to be willing to pick up is to make the choice to tell the truth when no one else is willing to do so, even though there are consequences. Maybe our cross will be able to forgive somebody who everybody says, you can't forgive that person. Perhaps our cross will be to take a regular Sabbath day Perhaps our cross will be taking personal responsibility for our own actions. When everybody else says, just blame somebody else, it's much easier that way. Perhaps our cross will be to keep our word, even when other people involved are unwilling to keep their end of the deal. Maybe our cross is going to be to have to deal with some ongoing, huge strain, stressor, and hurt in life that keeps going on and on and on, yet we pick it up and we keep following Maybe our cross is stepping out of a circle of conversation when it turns to gossip, slander, something else negative, and everybody looks at you like you're nuts, but you're picking up your cross. Maybe your cross is to give up anger in a culture that is ripe with anger and venom. Just give up anger. That's a cross. Maybe our cross is to do something that requires a sacrifice. And if we choose to follow Jesus with commitment, faith, and sincerity, there are going to be crosses that we're going to have to pick up. So what crosses might G- be Jesus be asking you to pick up right now? And by picking them up, there may be indeed be consequences, but how might picking up those crosses actually be liberating and freeing to be who God's calling you to really be? Aside from expecting the unexpected, denying our uh, autonomous selves and picking up crosses, there's a final thing I just want to touch on this morning about following Jesus. And Jesus says, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Now the word lose in this verse is actually much closer to the word loose. Whoever will loose his life. Jesus, in essence, is saying if you want to find life, you want to encounter the adventure of life, you want to open up yourself to new possibilities and new ways of being, if you want a full life, you got to loose it. Be willing to let go of many, many things. Now, this isn't a new story, but I heard a story of a family that went rafting on the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. I think I may have read it some time ago. I'm not sure where they were, but... They got into some tricky white water on, on, on the Colorado River, and before they left shore that day, their guide told the family something, life-saving, that everybody who rafts already knows, but they didn't. The guide said, if the raft flips, don't, for goodness sake, hold on to other people and pull them down. Remember to let go. Well, later that day on the river, the raft did flip, and the mother on the raft grabbed hold of her youngs son's arm and what happened they went under the surface and she was holding on and the guide's words came into the mother's mind she wanted to hang on to her son but she knew they would both drown and she did so she let go even though doing so was completely counterintuitive and against every motherly grain she loosed if you will and mother and son popped up above the surface because she loosed she found life because she loosed Isn't it human nature? It certainly is my nature at times to want to hold on, to direct, to take charge, to grab a hold of. I think, as I think about my own life, and perhaps in some of yours, sometimes we live life more like the Goodyear blimp when it's on the ground. Tethered to things, places, events, people, and histories. Many of us are tied down in ways that keep us from being open and creative and open to following Christ more fully. But Jesus makes it clear if we want to follow him, we have to be willing to loose or to let go of things that bind us. We need to be very careful about our dependencies and what it is that makes us secure. All of us have things God wants us to loose in order to find him and follow him. What is God asking you to loose today? want to dream big, want to be open to new possibilities, want life to be a grand adventure, and it can be a new beginning each and every day, then follow Jesus more closely. Expect the totally unexpected and be open to it. Deny the autonomous self and claim the interdependent self on other people in a foundational relationship with Christ. Pick up your cross, even though there are consequences knowing that having a cross is part of the deal. And loose, loose, loose. These are key ingredients to what it means to following Jesus. But God has made it crystal clear that the more we do these things, the more we follow Christ, the more we'll start to dream again and the bigger difference we will make in the lives of those around us. Ah, the image of the hawk again. Magnificent creatures. Remember I said that when I was a kid, I would close my eyes and I'd imagine what it would be like to fly at fast speeds up and down over gullies and cliffs, riding the thermals. I pray today that each of us will ponder and pray about following Jesus for the first or the thousandth time in some ways in which I've spoken. As I believe that Jesus wants us to imagine a life that is unfettered and free so that we become like his creatures, hawks, zooming across a desert blue sky with freedom and zest and passion and joy and open. Loose, take on the cross. Open up, ponder and think about these things and spend some time with God today in this beautiful place thinking about what new life and new beginning God might be calling you into. And let us pray.